Well, that was a bust. It's official. The Milwaukee Bucks have been eliminated from playoff championship contention after falling four games to one to the Miami Heat down in Orlando this week. Before we decide who needs to get fired, let's take the whole thing into event, into consideration and really consider the circumstances in which all of this is taking place. Also, a new hotel coming to downtown Milwaukee that will have hopefully have a greater impact than any other hotel in any other part of the city. The hotel that should be finished by the end of 2023 will hopefully help issue in a tourism season similar to that of 2020, pre-pandemic of course, four years from now in 2024. All of this coming up right now on the RCDR Life R Milwaukee Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RCDR Life R Milwaukee podcast. My name is Luke Orozco here on a dreary cold day in September here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, we get all four seasons, and yes, sir, we do. Uh, a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, we're going to touch briefly on some stuff. It's still going to be entertaining. Don't worry. Uh, I want to touch briefly about the Bucks, the Bucks' uh, pathetic performance in the playoffs, what uh, that means, what that means going forward. Uh, there's a new hotel coming to downtown Milwaukee, which I think has a huge impact impact that no one seems to have uh, put the pieces together on that one as well uh some corona and school talk nothing political just logic and uh some other stuff kind of go rapid fire headlines as we normally do towards the end however i want to start with the milwaukee bucks and their uh, pathetic performance in the uh, in the playoffs now before i get into that i just want to say i think there's we have to before we even think about their pathetic performance and their loss and the awful player rotation management by uh, Coach Bud uh, in Game 3 and Game 2, uh, we do need to discuss the thing, because there are a few uh, kind of precursors to all of this. Uh, number one is, this season has been a kind of a crazy season. <laughs> I mean, not only have we had this once in, you know, three-generation pandemic, everyone's going to die, right? Pandemonium got to lock stuff down, right? Uh, not only have we had that, but the play, the NBA players, had literally stopped playing in March and did not pick up in July. <laughs> I mean, remember, people, that's not normal normal procedure. And additionally, not only did they pick up in July, but they picked up in a foreign city's bubble. They literally are playing in empty field houses in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> not what I would have predicted 12 months ago. Or Sorry, not what I would have predicted in January. I mean, so I just think we have to kind of, those are kind of some precursors to, there is no home court advantage. There was kind of a momentum break, uh, you know, whether it was good or wrong, some you know apparently there's stories floating around that Chris Middleton didn't pick up a basketball. Not surprising, as we'll talk about in a little bit. But I, I there's just it's just different. It's a different scenario. There's no home court advantage. I mean, if the Milwaukee Bucks they had the number one overall seed, meaning if they won all their home games and lost all their road games, they would still win the NBA title. <laughs> Seriously. So all they would have to do is win their games at the Pfizer Forum, and they would win the title. So that's how much of a home court advantage they had. And I think playing in an empty field house does not help that. I also think that. I don't know why we were so ignorant. I included on this, and I think a lot of people were. But as good as Giannis is, he is not, I don't think most people consider him, maybe you do, maybe some diehard Milwaukee Bucks fans do, but most people don't consider him yet, at least, on the tier of the, you know, the greats, the Michael Jordans, LeBron James, the Kobe Bryants, the all-time great basketball players. And uh, if you look at all those players, <laughs> when they won their first title, not only were, were all of them older than how old Giannis is right now, but they also always had a second star with them, LeBron, Jordan, 
Kobe. They all had a second star. So I don't know what we were thinking, that, that Giannis was going to apparently take Chris Middleton and gang and friends to a world title. I mean, it just seems a little, I mean, obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty, but it seems a little ignorant <laughs> to, to assume that, as good as he is. Um, but I also think, and, and now I guess going more into the playoffs, I think we got a bad matchup with the Heat. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is a star, as we saw. I think we didn't have home court advantage. I think there was a little bit of a coaching mismatch. But again, no reason to fire the guy. <laughs> I mean, that's we just reek of dysfunction at that point. They were just firing people left and right. You just hired him two months ago or two years ago. Let it play out. I think it's all right. And uh, so I would be, I would be, I would, whether Giannis signs or not, because that is going to be uh, the topic, the the topic of all of the sports world, at least in the NBA world, and it's going to be, you know, lead every move, every sentence Giannis says, every move that the Bucks as an organization make is going to be the, you know, third lead story of every sports show in America. And I say the third lead story because, you know, we're still Milwaukee, uh, but it is going to be a lead. So it is going to be a lead story, but, you know, not as prominent as the others. And uh, so I think it's interesting, but I would say whether he signs or not, uh, I would... I'd be interested in getting another star or trading or free agency or maybe you ship, uh, you know, Wesley Matthews and a first round pick to go get somebody else or Bledsoe and Wesley Matthews to get someone who can create their own shot. Middleton, as much as we <laughs> thought, as much as we thought he was the second coming of the Lord in game four, uh, you know, when he scored 39 points, good for him, great for him, saved the season for one more game. Uh, but uh, he then regressed, <laughs> and he, is, he, he does not. That is the abnormal for him, not the normal. Game four, 26 points. <laughs> Every game before that, similar. Not in the 30s, <laughs> not in the 40s. Not a kind of a get your own, get a bucket guy. And I think that showed. I would be in favor of of, of really shaking it up because you've got Giannis. Whether he signs or not, you still got him for one more year. Can you make a serious run at the title? And I think the only way you do that at this point is not fire Bud, is get another star, a, a, a not even like a LeBron James type of star, just a Bradley Beal, a Devin Booker, uh, just a, a point guard, a guy that can make his own shot. So we'll see what the Bucks do, but hopefully uh, we keep Giannis and hopefully. Hopefully we uh, <laughs> make up for our horrific performance uh, in this year's final or in this year's playoffs by a run in next year's finals. Hopefully. All right, I do want to talk briefly about schools and the corona because I think again I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just saying before you make up your opinion, just consider this perspective because I think it's being kind of overlooked here. And again, not anti-mask, not anti-corona, not we're all gonna die. No, I'm not that kind. Just completely down the middle. This is logic, not politics here, people. And I know it's politicized, but just bear with me here with logic. So I see in this, and I'm seeing a lot of schools, a lot, a lot, a lot of schools in this country, throughout the country, but also locally, uh, have now got confirmed cases of the corona, right? And everybody's freaking out, right? As they rightly, rightfully should, right? We're extra sensitive to corona. Yeah, right? So everyone's freaking out, and everyone, there's a lot of people that are like, shut down the schools, we were right, we were right, right? Shut them all down, right? And uh, obviously, you can have your own opinion about that. CDC, WHO, and American Center Director, I don't know, the, the American Board, Board, that's it, American Board of Pediatrics, all say that you're doing more harm than good by keeping schools closed, but we like to throw their opinions out the window and uh, <laughs> in all things. But uh, it is interesting because 
there are the, 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 the problem that schools possess in terms of the corona is that because you're spending an absorbent amount of time with your with, with these kids, or all these kids are spending an absorbent amount of time with each other, if one kid got the corona through a Labor Day party and Aunt Becky was coughing, and it turns out Aunt Becky had the corona, then he got it and he went to school on Tuesday and uh, there were no precautions and there were no masks and there were no social distancing and everyone was hugging and kissing each other. <laughs> it would eventually spread and it would spread because those kids are so, there are so many of them spending so much time together, it would eventually make their way through them. And a lot of it with kids, <laughs> though it's a pro and a con, it spreads very asymptomatically. So you could probably get five, six, eight kids through and no one would know they would have it because they were completely asymptomatic. Uh, and also, you know, the good side of that is, is no one's going to die. <laughs> Uh, but you know, real political there. I know. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I just think it's interesting then is then that school needs to be then shut down. Why? Because little Jimmy went to, you know, and, you know, hang out, hung out with Aunt Becky and, uh, and went to school the next day. New, no, what really needs to be addressed is the fact that they should not be hugging and kissing each other. <laughs> That's the point. The only thing that schools possess is that the Corona could very easily spread throughout the school if it is brought into the school. I think it's a perfect example that Longfellow Middle School in Wauwatosa, Homestead in, uh, Mequon, have all now got confirmed corona cases. Problem is, is they are not in school. <laughs> Literally, they are not in school. So how could they have possibly gotten it from school? They didn't. They didn't. They went to Target. You know what else has got? They've got confirmed cases. You know who else has got confirmed cases? Ooh, I don't know. Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens. <laughs> I mean, they all got it. If I go to Walgreens and get the corona in Walgreens, does that Walgreens deserve to get shut down? New, because <laughs> you just, it's spreading, it's spreading, it continues to spread, and it will continue to spread even more as we get into the fall here. So I, we just need to take a deep breath. The, po the only issue that schools have with the corona is that it could very easily spread if there's no precautions, if there's no masks, if there's no contact tracing, if it's that. If I go to school, if I go to Milwaukee Northwest High School or whatever, I don't know if it exists, probably not, and I go there and I go to a Labor Day party and I get corona and I go to school asymptomatically or my symptoms haven't developed yet and I go and you know, everyone wears masks and we're socially distanced and, you know, de-densified and we go in different exits and yada, 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 and nobody catches the Rona at the school or let's say four or five people were in close contact, so they've got a quarantine and let's say one of them catches it. So now there's two, <laughs> there's two people, uh, two people got the Corona, one person got the Corona other than me and I didn't even get it from the school. So one person out of all those kids, one person got the Corona from that school. And obviously that's a hypothetical, but that's kind of what you're dealing with here. Walmart's got confirmed cases. Target's got confirmed cases. All sorts of people got confirmed cases because the Corona is out there spreading everywhere. <laughs> so uh, let's chill out with the fact that if there's one confirmed case in the school, that doesn't at all mean that the school needs to be shut down. Most likely, it's not the school's fault. What is the school's fault, which could be detrimental, that could be bad, is if that, that school does not take it seriously and if that virus spreads throughout the school. Then, by goal means, shut it down for temporary time, let everyone quarantine, let everyone get, you know, show symptoms, yada, yada, yada. And even then, I would say go back with more practice or with safer practices. It's all about managing the problem, not running from it. Shutting it down when there's one teacher that got it from Target and now goes to school, goes to virtual school, does not at all mean, does not solve any problems. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just running from the problem. Manage the problem. That would be my take on it. That's my two cents on it. Enough said. A couple uh, rapid-fire headlines here real quick. Uh, first of all, there's a lot of development, a lot of construction going on in downtown Milwaukee. But I think the uh, 
one construction project that has a lot of uh, potential, that has a lot of significance, is this new, brand new, breaking news, hot off the press, Marriott Autograph Hotel that is being built right near, next to, directly next to the Pfizer Forum in the Deer District. Now, how does this have any significance? Well, it has massive significance because I think, this is my hypothesis, uh, is that I think we can now look forward to as Milwaukeeans collectively till 20, to 2024 because I think this hotel is very much going to prosper good things in 2024. Now, this is all I'm going to say. Now, I'm mostly ignorant of the situation, but this ho the, the Pfizer Forum is a big, nice, dazzling venue to hold all sorts of events, conventions, all-star games, all sorts of good things like that. Uh, the, the, the complaint, the concern with hosting any events in Milwaukee until the DNC kind of sort of took a chance uh, is that we are hotel challenged. And that is a real term. I'm making it a real term. We are hotel challenged. And uh, <laughs> we're no longer hotel challenged as we continue to get more hotels. Hotel capacity is, is going up along with tourism. So that's good. But uh, also, in regards to the Pfizer Forum, because it's a little bit of an odd spot in the sense that in the close, immediate proximity of that building, there's not a lot of hotels. Um, you know, it's better than Miller Park. <laughs> Pfizer Forum is better than Miller Park, but there's also venues that have are just surrounded by hotels because most most people that are going to that to that venue most likely will stay in a hotel because you know it's hosting different events. This hotel obviously helps that because. There's hotels in kind of the downtown downtown, which is a little bit south of that. You also get downtowns and kind of the outskirts uh, in the city. And then you've got some of the tier one suburbs, you know, the Shorewoods, the Wauwatosas, the uh, West Dallas that have some hotels, but not at any significant capacity. And then you've got like Waukesha and like Racine if you were going to host, you know, a Democratic National Convention where you need ungodly amounts of hotels. And... Uh, you know, you could go that far out. So I think there's a lot of things that I think this this hotel will tempt because this adds direct hotel capacity that's directly next to, directly around, in close, immediate proximity of the Visor Forum, which I think is beneficial. Uh, and I think this is one thing, and I think this is I think this is gonna I think this could very much play to our advantage in 2024 because the NBA All Star the NBA has not announced an NBA All Star city yet. And uh, let's say. Giannis resigns with the Bucks this summer, or even he doesn't. They're going to name the host city, and uh, it's very much beneficial, I, business sense. This is well documented for the NBA to host a All Star game in Milwaukee. First of all, they haven't done it since like '76. Uh, it's also it's an emerging market with Giannis. He's a star, yada yada yada. Whether he signs or not, uh, it's uh, they've been in the Midwest now. It's a brand new arena. A lot of good things, and uh, it very much business sense. But the problem is, is hotel capacity in immediate proximity to the Pfizer Forum. And this right there, 200 rooms, boom, take it. Let's get it in 2024. We'll see. Also 2024, who knows? Then we got two more hotels for a political convention. Uh, and I just think uh, RNC, DNC, who knows if it happens. But I do think more hotels in that vicinity especially have astronomical more benefit from opening up a hotel in like Bayview because <laughs> a lot of that is right there Pfizer Deer District you got the Wisconsin Center not too far away uh, uh, Panther Arena you know just good things like that so that's that uh, I saw the Milwaukee Public Museum along with the Betty Brill Bryn Children's Museum are now uh, collaborating on a new building a brand new campus and I think it looks fantastic now I usually can be won over by a glitz, <laughs> glitzy photograph of a new development. But uh, nevertheless, I don't have anything critical here. I just want to say it looks cool, sounds cool, and hopefully it does come true because I just think it would be a cool thing that museum kind of needs an upgrade, and I think that will, uh, that will do it.
All right, last story is uh, I saw this. Officer, Milwaukee police officer Michael Michael Matoli. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Michael Matoli, poli- Milwaukee police officer, officially resigned this week. Uh, he was the officer who was under investigation, internal investigation, mind you, uh, for his involvement, his role in the Joel Akivado murder or killing or incident, whatever you want to pr- call it. Uh, and uh, he's been charged with homicide, apparently. And uh, I don't know why, I don't know what the situation is, whether, I don't know why he's still on staff, but nevertheless, I guess you can get convicted and still be on staff. Nevertheless, uh, he retired, uh, or resigned, and uh, again, uh, do I really have a take on this? No, but I, I do, I did have a conversation, or I, I had a conversation with a Tosa cop of mine, who is a, uh, actually related, I think we're like distant cousins, but we were related, nevertheless, and uh, he was just telling me that, this is what Tosa mind you, <laughs> that, you know, they are being extra cautious even when they pull someone over for like speeding, or he said he, or even that they're to the point where they are restrict, they are, they're being told not to pull people over for minimal offenses because basically, they're not very well liked, and that he's had multiple t- instances where he's pulled someone over for speeding, and these big crowds of people start showing up. And it's not violent; no one's you know causing havoc, but it's just like you know screaming and "Are you all right?" and yada yada yada. And it's again, police are not very well liked. So, do you want to be? A, would you want to be a police officer right now? I sure as heck wouldn't. I don't think you would even. I don't even think most people would. And uh, so, Officer Michael, I, 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 it doesn't surprise me that he resigns. He's most likely going to get fired. I mean, he's charged with homicide, whatever. But I think even if he gets off with the homicide charge and continues his police career, he's out of Milwaukee, and his name is not necessarily associated with that murder in, let's say, another city in you know the middle of Nebraska. So, we'll see with that. And uh, I, it's all just a just a mess. Every every aspect of it is just a mess. All right, that is all we have for you today here on the RCDR Life Hour Milwaukee podcast. We will be back uh, next Wednesday. We're thinking about maybe moving it to Tuesday, but I'm not sure. I think Wednesday will do. So Wednesday, plan on Wednesday for now. Uh, but my name is Luke Roscoe. Please rate, review, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. It really helps us out here on the podcast world. Uh, and until next Wednesday, my name is Luke Roscoe. We'll see you next time here on the RCDR Life R Milwaukee podcast.